Welcome everyone to my podcast. This is Parkinson's and me because you are more than PD. My name is Shay. I am your host. Um, I have been working with the Parkinson's community for many years now. Um, helped with an organization in the state of New Jersey previously, my previous life. Uh, so with that, I was a subject matter expert. Um, I worked with the Parkinson's community, whether it be conferences, support groups, exercise programs, you name it, I probably did it. Um, so I felt a need to start a podcast because I still feel a strong connection with the Parkinson's disease community, especially now that I've moved away from that and started something else. Um, it still seems that even though I have, you know, migrated away from PD as a career, it is still very near and dear to me because I meet a lot of people every single day and I do end up um, conversing with them and finding out that they have Parkinson's disease. So I want to start this podcast to kind of give a 101 to people that are newly diagnosed, um, especially younger uh, PD patients or people with living, living with PD because I feel like there's not a good platform for them as well. So this can go for any range of PD, whether you're in the beginning stages, newly diagnosed, or you're a veteran of this disease, managing it, living through it, conquering it. Um, I just want to welcome you to this podcast. So for the first one, first episode, I wanted to make sure that for those that are not kind of seasoned in Parkinson's yet, um, we'll go through the top five things I always tell PD people um, to do. So let's get started. So the first thing that I always say is to speak to a movement disorder specialist. When people are usually diagnosed with any disease, whether it be PD or any other type of diseases, we tend to make, make it appear that we are completely listening to what the doctor is diagnosing us with. And that can be an issue, especially if we have a lot of information, a lot of sensory overload, a lot of shock happening. So what I always tell people to do is once you are diagnosed, seek out a movement disorder specialist. You can ask the physician to actually do that for you and refer you to a movement disorder specialist. Now, I'll explain a little bit about the differences between a movement disorder specialist, a neurologist, and a PCP. I think we all got the PCP. Primary care physician is someone that is going to um, take care of the underlying factors that you currently have. So I have a backache. I have leg pain. I need blood work done. I need an MRI. So I need to be referred by a physician. That's who I would go to for that kind of physician. Um, the next one is a neurologist and that's what people co uh, commonly use. And a neurologist is going to take care of the generalized neurological issues that are happening with patients. So I'll give you a couple of scenarios. So um, back, neurological back pain, migraines, those are the type of things that you ocular pain to. Sometimes people do have neurologists that look at that, optometrists, but still. Um, we'll go into that in another episode. I'll talk to you about specific doctors to use for specific uh, things that you might need. Um, and the neurologist is good to have as a, as a primary, but you also wanted to want to have that movement disorder specialist. So the movement disorder specialist is specialized in movement disorders. Um, they have those extra years of training to take care of patients such as PD, PSP, 
and other diseases, MSA, um, to be able to give direct medication for the patients. So um, there are not a lot of movement disorder specialists in the States. Um, it's it's very specialized field, and uh, sometimes people have to travel miles, hundreds of miles, to get to those physicians. So that's why I said you want to have your neurologist and you want to have your movement disorder specialist. So what I always tell patients to do is when you do end up speaking to the movement disorder specialist, who, who you would see two to four times a year, you would also ask them if they have a doctor that's a neurologist that they can refer you to that's in your area. And you want to make sure that they they have someone that they can communicate with, the neurologist can communicate with, the movement disorder specialist, if something should occur. So you would regularly see your movement, your neurologist um, as many times as you need to during the year. And if something should happen and you're not able to get to your movement disorder specialist, that neurologist will connect themselves with the movement disorder specialist to get uh, a consultation between the physicians. So it's a great way to ensure that you're getting your medication distribution correctly, um, making sure that you have uh, the proper care that you're supposed to be getting and ensuring that nothing is out of the norm of what's happening with some of the um, symptoms that people living with PD get. Next, I would strongly suggest joining a support group, whether it be online, especially now with the coronavirus, things are drastically changing. People are learning to get, you know, become more online and having that communication platform like this is amazing. Um, or in person, um, I strongly suggest that you do get connected. Uh, there are a lot of people that say, you know, I don't want to see what happens later down the road. Um, I can just do my own Googling or I can just get the information that I need and do it that way. There are two types of people. There are people that do their research and um, like to just read their stuff. And then there's people that do their research and like to have conversations with other people that have gone through it. I strongly suggest to do the second one. Communicate with people, get to know others that are living with the disease Every single person is completely different from the other. What I always used to say is not every Parkinson's uh, symptom is the same as the next person. Parkinson's is like a snowflake. When you, it all looks the same when you're looking at it, but under a microscope, it's completely different from the next person's symptoms. So I strongly suggest, even though it might be a little scary and daunting in the beginning, you're gonna come out with so much more information in the future. You're going to get to know people that are strong-willed people, amazing, amazing personalities, and that are very helpful for those that are newly diagnosed. I have met many, many, many people throughout my years of working with the PD community, and I have seen tremendous help when people are connected to others. Um, and I'm a type of person that doesn't like to connect, actually. Uh, Believe it or not, I'm a little antisocial, but people don't see that part of me. I like I'm very covered, especially if I'm going through a lot of stuff. But I know that when I do reach out, I have that support that that people understand exactly what I'm going through. And I think that for PD is specifically needed because there's so many things that you can just regurgitate to people and try to explain to them. But if you're going through the diseases, whether and it's not the same symptoms, but if 
as long as you have somebody else that you can uh, converse with when you're going through this disease, it definitely makes a difference because you're prepared for what's coming next or what's, what's not coming next. I mean, you're able to help someone else in the future. So that's strongly a strong thing that I, I've seen change people's lives. And, you know, you might not be ready to tell your family at this moment, um, but at least you'll have a support system that way. So next one is actually the next thing that I was going to go through, get a partner. And I don't mean like go out and get a partner. I mean, get someone that's going to be supportive throughout this whole process. Get, um, I always say that it's not a caregiver, it's a care partner. Someone that's going to really be there when times are rough. You know, it's not gonna be only you living with the disease. This disease is gonna be your partner living with this disease. And I've seen, substantial growth with people that are married or even single, they have that person that they can rely on and say, hey, I'm not having a good day. I need your help. Can you please help me? So um, the partners are usually um, there to go to the doctor's appointments in case um, the person with PD is having a rough time absorbing the information. And I'll have another episode that goes in detail about what to do when you're going to the doctor's office or to the hospital, which is a big one with PD, um, with medication management. But that person is the person that's going to be the one writing down the notes, asking the questions, making sure that everything that you are not going to remember is written down and ready to go. And they're able to regurgitate that information over and over and over again if they need to and help guide you throughout the process. You're going to need that for at least the first two or three times you're going to the doctor um, because it's just a lot of info. And I I know I was there for one of, um, one of my people that were with PD before. And um, she was very thankful because I know that some of the stuff is just going to slip right out of your mind. All you're thinking about is what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? So that's one thing that I would strongly suggest. And this can be for any disease, really. Number four is exercise. If you do not exercise, I am one that doesn't like to exercise. You're going to have to exercise. This is life or death with exercise. You need to exercise your body. This is a movement disorder, which means that if you don't use your muscles, you lose the muscles. You you get rigid. So you want to make sure that you are ahead of the game. You are going to exercise programs. You are running, you're walking, you're jogging, you're stretching. Yoga is amazing for PD. Tai Chi is amazing for PD. Um, and then, you know, some of these support groups are exercise programs. Uh, there are specific programs that are are specified for, specialized for Parkinson's disease. There's one that's called Big and Loud, and that's for PD. So big is for movement, for for exercising the movement to make it bigger because with PD, you tend to become smaller movements. And loud is for the voice because the voice tends to kind of dwindle away for some people. Like I said, everything's different for each person. You might not have any symptoms for a very long time. So those are some programs that I would suggest. And there's also another free program that's run by sometimes the YMCA, but other locations. And it's called Swim Inc. S-W-I-M, like swimming in the water, Inc. And that program is free and it's usually one to two times a week. Um, and it's for anyone that has any type of disease that needs exercise in the water. So just try to connect yourself to those support groups and those organizations that have it. 
so that you can definitely start using your body ahead of time. And I've seen, I've seen it myself because I've worked with the community many, many, many years. When people exercise, it doesn't only uplift your spirits, but it really does work the body and it, you can see the changes in the body. So I strongly suggest that. And then five, which is tying into all the other stuff that I've been saying this evening is to join an organ, to um, be connected to an organization that specializes in Parkinson's disease. Now there are many organizations out there, um, especially if you're looking for information, they're able to provide that for you, or you can connect to a conference or a support group, but get connected with the organizations so that you can get updated information, updated research studies, um, and you can also be a part of research studies as well if you're interested in that to help future people and current people that are living with that disease. I hope that this was helpful. I know it was uh, a lot to process and I'm happy that this can be reround and played over again. But this is the top five things that I would certainly tell people. There are a ton of things that I usually go through. I can go hours and hours to discuss different programs and services that should be given to the community. Um, but if you are looking for something in particular, you can leave a message on the comment section or leave a message or contact me through the email. And I will be more than happy to present that for the next um, podcast session episode. I hope this was useful. Thank you again. My name is Shay. And remember, you are more than PD.